I mean, that's, it's actually kind of perfect that we were talking about having a busy week because um, I was thinking for this podcast that we talk about um, like meeting resistance and what happens when you meet resistance, what to do when you encounter yeah. it. Um, Cause like I was thinking about it over the weekend and um, you know, I meet, we've last week we had the conversation about discipline, right. Um, yep. And like the difference between motivation and discipline and stuff. But I don't think that we've really talked about like um, what triggers the need to have motivation or discipline. You know what I mean? Like if, if life, if there was things in life that weren't hard, you wouldn't need those things. Um, you would just do it. You would just do it. Yeah. So I'm like, I, you know, cause I, I talked to some people and I, I'm sure that you get this too, but they're just like, Oh, you know, you're so lucky. Um, you get to, you know, you have all this free time, um, which we don't really have that much free time. What free, um, what free time? <laughs> you have all this free time. I guess the better way to, uh, that I've heard is you, know, you have all this flexibility, right? That's what I was about to say. Cause it's not exactly free time because if you see me with free time, know that that is offset by staying up till two 30 in the morning, troubleshooting something that you don't have right. a choice not to fix. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so like, but in order to get that flexibility, there's these like dues that have been paid, right? There's this, True. there's this um, stuff that you have to get used to, or like these things that you have to learn to recognize in your life. And so that's what I kind of want to dive into is just like, how do you recognize when you're encountering a piece of resistance and how do you know if it's something that you should lean into or pivot away from? Because hmm. I think that's something that we've gotten really good at over the last couple of years, especially throughout this entrepreneurial journey is knowing when you encounter something hard, is it something hard meant to take you to the next level? Cause you're going to have to learn a new skill set or push through, or is it something that you should move in a different direction because that's not the path you should be on and how do you tell the difference between the two things gotcha so i guess just to start when it comes to like um examples of this um i think like me being a creative um i for a long time would try to force myself to put out a bunch of content on a bunch of different platforms, even if I wasn't really highly skilled at putting out that content on those platforms, mm -hmm. right? So I'm talking Instagram reels, Instagram posts, Facebook posts, LinkedIn posts, videos, mm -hmm. um, all of that other kind of stuff. And so I think this is like a really fine line of walking this difference between leaning in to build a skill set versus pivoting um, for me. The biggest thing that I realized is early on when I started putting out this content, I hated a lot of the content that I was putting out. Like I just didn't, I didn't think it was good enough. You know, I wasn't, I was like, man, I see all these people with, with lighting kits and they're using iPhone 14s and DSLR cameras and GoPros and, you know, they have mics and all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not on that level. I don't want to, I can't put out that type of content. So it really started yeah. to get into my head. And it would, it would, for, it would cause me to pause, right. And where I wouldn't be putting out any content whatsoever. So that was that resistance. This resistance was like an imposter syndrome inside of my own head. I shouldn't be putting this out. Um, yeah. And then at some point I realized I am not 
great at putting out content that's like scripted video content. Because yeah. people that, that come up with content that's like, here are the five things you should do for X, Y, Z. I yeah. hate that type of content. I just can't. It's just not my thing. Um, it's unnatural. It's unnatural for me, right? So that doesn't mean that I just stop putting out video content, period. It meant that, okay, I leaned into that for probably six months. I tried my hardest, right? I was trying to put out a video a week. Um, this is probably like a year or two ago. Mm. trying to put out multiple videos a week just leaning into it and the videos weren't performing well i wasn't happy with them i wasn't really sure how well they were performing so i kind of looked at it and i'm like okay this is one of those moments where traditionally i'm the type of person <laughs> that will continue to push myself until i master a skill yeah. um but is and, it worth it but is it worth it exactly so i had a conversation with i think it was actually james um and he was like well he was like, where do you, what type of content do you enjoy making the most? And I was like, well, I really enjoy, you know, storytelling. I enjoy writing posts. Um, so he was like, all right, we'll just switch your strategy over to LinkedIn. He was like, screw Instagram reels. Um, he was like, Instagram isn't even getting that good of engagement. Anyway, if you hate making the content, you're going to make less of it. Try to lean into the type of content that you really enjoy. And so I started writing um, more of those LinkedIn posts. And I mean, mm -hmm. I took my LinkedIn from... 800 followers to almost 3000 followers in a year and a half. Um, just leaning into a different type of content to put that stuff out. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of those examples where it's like, okay, I could have chosen to be stubborn and just continue to put effort into this, you know, scripted video format because Google says that it's a great form of content to put out. And it performs well in the algorithm, which is all true. Like those types of things do perform well in the algorithm. Um, mm. But instead of just listening to what Google was saying to do or what everybody else was telling me to do, I had to listen to what my internal st state was telling me would be a better option to put my energy. And at the end of the day, the goal is just to get content out and and build a brand so it doesn't really matter what that content is or how you get it out as long as it's consistent people can expect it from you and they they um learn to recognize you by it right and at yeah. this point there are i'd th i'd say it's safe to say hundreds if not thousands of people that know me from my writing between the two newsletters that i write i reach about 1500 people a month now just from writing um but who knows if I would be in this position now if I would have wasted my time on video. True. That I think that's a good example from um from kind of my side of the my side of the house as far as like meeting that resistance and then you know pivoting versus continuing. Um is there anything in inside of your world, whether it's creative or workout wise, job wise, life wise, where it's been like, oh, I could have put more energy into that, but if I would have, this door wouldn't have opened type of situations. I have a different philosophy than you where I instantly realize that I don't like it and then I just don't do it. <laughs> hey, no, that's fair. Okay, so that's also a good thing, right? So I think you kind of realized that pretty quick when I came in as the co-host for the podcast. I mean, part of it can say right. – part of part of me can say that Yes, I it, it it just so happens to be that I perform better in an in interview when I know less about the person that I'm going into. 
but that just plays into the laziness factor of I don't want to do research for a person that I'm going to be interviewing, trying to figure out about them before I come in. Right. Right. Yeah. Understanding your zone of genius and how you add to the conversation. But the thing is, you had to prove that that was a better Yeah. I didn't just slide. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I, I guess if, well, all right, two points. One, I'm always, I've always been something. If I, if I, I can try, um, in nine times out of 10, my brain just flips a switch at some point and says, this, this is not something that we're going to enjoy no matter how long we sit here and try to do it where we're going to move on to something else that we're passionate in. Um, funny right. enough, it, it also might be bored be because I, I, I get bored with things kind of quickly. Um, my friends can attest to this, that I'm, I'm a person who will come to them once every month or whatever and be like, Oh my God, this, this video games looks so good. We should all buy and we should all play it together. And then I am the first one who stops. <laughs> and then I bet <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm back the next month. Like, Oh guys, Hey, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. We're done. We're done with that game now. The, the, what about this new one coming out? We should all get this and play this one together or whatever. And I've always been like that. It's just, as soon as I, as soon as I start, because there's some people who I know, um, especially within my friend group, that have put a thousand, two thousand, four thousand hours into a video game. Holy crap! And I mean, they're they're playing for years. They're like our one our our one friend plays. He has two thousand hours on two separate accounts, bare minimum. Steam doesn't let you see their hours played anymore now. I think, or either you can turn it off, or for trying not to throw their player base under the bus, they got rid of like the open face tracker where anybody could see how many hours they put in. Um, but he just loves it. And <clears throat> guess what? I am the one that got him into that game. Is it a good game? Yes. Did I love it when it first came out? But at one point I was just like, eh, not, not so much. And just quit it. Cold Turkey. <laughs> but <clears throat> he was not good at first person shooters. He came from like a, more of a strategy based, like video game back set or whatever. Um, never really played shooters before that. And then now, now I, I could not hold a candle to him in that game if I wanted to. Right. So you're kind of like the, you opened the door, but then. Yeah. And then I the... slipped out the back and was like, have fun with that. Let it right. consume your life. <laughs> Goodbye. <clears throat> um, but I've always been like that. So if it's something I truly don't like, then it, it doesn't even come down to me having to make like a conscious choice to say I am or I am not going to do this. I just kind of it, it my brain naturally sifts it out of my routine or train of thought so that it doesn't even it's not even there anymore. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it, that your brain like sifts it out of your routine. Right. Cause you're well, like, for, for people that are in the space and I can say this just cause I'm the same way. Um, whether you're an entrepreneur or 
you're just, you know, a workout fanatic or you're a writer or you're a musician that has to practice all the time, or really you're in anything that requires like dedication and skill. Um, you have to be able to kind of like put time in and you end up forming these habits that are really, really solid. Like if something doesn't fit into my weekly routine, it stands out like a sore thumb. And I really start mm -hmm. to question whether or not it should be there within like three days. Yep, exactly. So because everything else is so set. Uh huh. So it just kind of naturally weeds it out because like even I, I've noticed like I've been absolutely obsessed with something and then be like, well, what, what was it? Not too long ago. I think it was skateboarding, even though I'm way too heavy to do that. I was watching YouTube videos. I was looking up board brands and all that. And then it, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, I'm just going to end up hurting myself. And then I'm not going to go want to go to the gym. And then, then slowly it was, um, I just, my brain just naturally cur like curbed it off. And now I don't, now I'm like, oh, I, like literally two weeks ago, if you had asked me, I would have been obsessed with skateboarding. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, how do you, how do you think you can tell the difference between an idea that like you have a short term obsession with and one that like has value and you should, because we've been talking about reasons to pivot right at this point, yeah. like. If you if you're not passionate about it, it's probably a good move to pivot after uh, you know exposing yourself to it for a bit. I think um, what you're talking about is just having a good like an open personality type and just exploring different ideas and really getting ingrained in them. And then if they don't fit, they don't fit. Move on and find something else to research and you know look into. Yeah. Um, but then you know what about something where you should continue to engage it with it even though it's difficult or kind of a pain in the ass like how what is that threshold that it becomes something that you you know kind of fight with yourself to insert into your habits or routines because your your systems like your body is not going to want to adapt it right away no matter what the habit is um whether it's a creative um, habit it's a physical habit it's a spending time with family habit um like i know it was hard for me for probably two or three months to get in the habit of waking up on Sunday mornings to go to morning mass to go to breakfast. And that's just something really simple. Um, but it's something that I was like, oh, I value this time with my extended family. If I don't do this, I won't see them. So that was enough motivation to kind of lean into it for me. I but can't that's probably do that. for everyone. Yeah. So the this was kind of instilled in me at a young age um <clears throat> and this is kind of how i i figure out if i really truly do not like something or if it's just hard and i'm getting frustrated and i should like keep at it um but set goals okay so before i think we've talked about this before is what i at the beginning of every wrestling season, hated it. Hated it and wanted to quit. Like when I was younger, we're mm -hmm, talking mm -hmm. grade school, middle school, I'd walk in and then the first week I'd be like, after, you know, two other sports seasons, playing playing soccer or football and then playing, you know, baseball, coming back to wrestling. Soccer? I'm like, I did, yeah, for like up until middle school. I didn't play football what? until middle school pretty much. I didn't know that. No wonder you got yeah. the footwork. 
No, I mean, I was, I, I, it was a goalie, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to use my hands. The, um, <laughs> but I, I, going from, you know, standing out on a baseball diamond or whatever, whatever sport I was playing before wrestling season, going in there and sweating my ass off in a hundred, hundred degree room and, having to basically have physical altercations with other, other students on a daily basis. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to wrestle. I hate it. And then Hmm. multiple, multiple seasons, it would be my mom and my dad sitting there basically saying, you started it. You have to finish it. If you, once you make it, once you make it through the season, um, you and you still hate it. You don't have to go back. We're not going to make you go back and wrestle next year. And guess what? Dumb old me by the end of the season was like, "Oh, this isn't actually half bad." And I'd show up the the next. Uh, I'd leave that season with all the good memories from the the end of that season, and that carry through the other two sports seasons. I'd be like, "This, you know, I I remember enjoying wrestling at the end of last season." I go back. This sucks. I don't want to do it. I'd be like, oh, you already started it. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. So no, that, the, that was instilled pretty early on my side too. But there's, there's a difference between being, being frustrated and wanting to quit and then needing to quit. And I think if you set appropriate goals for yourself, mm. let's say it's even, even cause I, we always relate kind of my stuff back to, to lifting like with James, James came in and was like, I'm only going to want to work out two, maybe three days a week. I'll come with you for five days. Then by the end of the first month lifting with us, he's just like, all right, so I'm going to go three days with you and two days with, with my fiance. And there's no way I'm not going at least, you know, four to five times a week. So had, had he sat there and just agreed with his, his initial notion without, you know, <clears throat> going through and lifting a full month on, on, on my time, he would have been stuck at three days a week. Right. So I think if you can sell, set healthy goals and as frustrated and as much as you think you should quit by the end of it, if it didn't absolutely break you and you didn't feel the feel the same way, but you feel like you've gotten some progress out of it, that you've made some type of step forward and that it was, fulfilling in what you were doing and you actually enjoyed it, then maybe set yourself another goal, a little slightly more difficult goal. And if you keep hitting those, then you should probably continue it. Right. That's a good way to look at it. I think for sure. Like using your goals as a, like a guide stick mm-hmm. and, and, and not setting too big of ones right off the bat. Um, yeah. You know, and kind of crazy. leaning into it. Yeah. Just, uh, I told Charlie, you know, I've been training Charlie from um, Rogue One's All Circle Media. Um, in the mornings, we've been going and lifting it. You know, we're at the gym by six, so I pick him up at like five forty. Um, mm-hmm. and I told him, I'm like, it's gonna blow for probably your first two weeks. You know, it, just to get your body on the right circadian rhythm to even wake up and be functional at that time takes about yeah. two weeks. Um. And then I, but I told him, I was like, but then once your body gets used to the endorphins that it gets endorphins, you know, basically just being happy chemicals um, that are given to your brain after a workout, um, yeah. it starts to crave them. Right. And you'll wake up and you'll be like, Ooh, I really want to work out right now. 
Um, and that's something that you can condition your mind to do in pretty much anything, right? Um, it's like B.F. Skinner. He does. He was a psychologist that did a lot of behavioral psychology um, and basically came up with like conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, punishment versus reward. Um, and our, our nervous system is actually built to kind of do that to ourselves naturally. So when we set those goals and we accomplish them and it reinforces that positively, um, that, you know, gives us a hit of dopamine um, to kind of reinforce and continue moving that goal forward. I like what yeah. you said, too, about um, not quitting in the middle of a season. So I think if we extrapolate yep. that out of, you know, strictly inside of the sports metaphor – um, when, if you like come into awareness of something that's difficult, because sometimes we go through life and then, you know, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I'll be going through life and we move so fast sometimes that I'll just wake up and I'm like, holy crap, we're doing a lot. Um, and it just kind of hits me all at once where I'm like, man, like, what do I, what do I even focus on first? Right. Or I really mm. want to quit right now. Like, this is really overwhelming. Um, but if you keep this mentality, that's like, okay, if you ever come into awareness and that feeling hits you and you're like, man, there's all this stuff going on. I really want to quit right now. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Look at it as a season, right? Not a a season as in like a season of sports, but a season of life, right? Life generally happens in these like three months, six month, year long cycles. Um, just like the winter and summer and fall and spring happen, right? Just like there's four quarters in a business cycle and each quarter feels different. Q1 feels way different than Q4 as far as pace, communication, like the amount of revenue and all of that stuff changes. Um, So why wouldn't life be any different? And if you're in that spot where it's like, I'm overwhelmed, don't quit in the middle of a season, make it to the end of whatever that goal is. And sometimes that goal might be a year out. And this is what makes being an entrepreneur really hard is like sometimes you have to put your head down and just grind for an a immensely extended a period of time. Um, but we refuse to quit in the middle of a season. And so then you make it to the end of that season. And I think one thing that I really love that we do is, you know, every quarter we're checking in and we're like, what are the issues? What are our biggest goals? What do we need to try to do to reevaluate what really sucked the last three months? How do we make it suck less? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do those types of things and you're constantly making those goals and your habits um, not necessarily easier, but more clear, more direct, um, and you establish goals to kind of get those things done, you have the choice to kind of um, rearrange your habits, your life, your goals every time you exit a season, right? There's this period of time between seasons, um, kind of like there's a break between semesters in school. Um, and in that break, you get a chance to adjust your syllabus and what you're you know, required to do in the next semester. But then once you enter that next semester, it is so hard to change that syllabus in the mm-hmm. middle of it. It's easy to let things drop off the syllabus if you, if you really like need to pivot away from something and you're just like, I am not passionate about this all. I am, I'm not sure why I started this. Yeah. But I would, I would recommend to just try to push through it for a certain period of time. 
at yep. least a little, you know, try to push through it. Don't quit in the middle of the season that you don't have to do it to your point. Like you said, you don't have to do it again once you make it through that season. <laughs> yeah. but, but you might surprise yeah. yourself. Exactly. But the irony is you might surprise yourself. And by the end of the shitty process, you might be like, I kind of enjoy this. Yep, exactly. Uh, that was my point. And then you can add it back in. Um, I think that's how I was with cold plunges, for real. I hated them for like the first three months that I was doing them two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, they're still not the easiest thing to get into. Um, like this morning, I was sitting there staring at the tub for probably like 30 seconds before I was like, Ugh. I actually had to go back and reset my timer because I spent so long staring at it that I had to go back and reset the timer. So I got my full time. But mm. every now and then those like spikes of or not spikes, but those dips of low motivation will hit you and you got to kind yep. of fight through them. Um, Y'all, everyone's going to have good days and bad days and don't don't make a long term decision from a short term feeling. Right. Right. Well, and uh, you've given me this advice from dieting. It's like, don't let your Saturday and Sunday ruin your Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. You know, or or don't let yourself um, beat yourself up so much over having a Pazuki. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a BJ's brew house reference. It's, big, it's basically a big ass cookie with ice cream on it. Um, don't beat yourself up for having one of those. If you've been solid for two weeks. That where you're yeah. going to mess up is if you let that Pazuki be your portal back into getting covered in Cheeto dust before you fall asleep. Like, you can't let it just de demolish everything that you just built. Bingo. Bingo, bongo. All right, dude. Um, I think that's probably solid. Cool. If, um, where, <laughs> at, where can people um, connect with you on the interwebs, RJ Holiday? Um... Instagram at DocHoliday92, and then <clears throat> RJ at ChaseTheApex.com if you guys want to get a hold of me personally. You can DM me on either one, really, pretty much. Boom. Yeah, and then for me, you're going to be on IG at Jan underscore Almacy, on LinkedIn, Jan Almacy, and um, email Jan, looks like Jan, J-A-N, at ChaseTheApex.com. Uh, until next time, this has been another episode of Casual Mondays with Jan and Arja here at Apex Communications Network, specializing in marketing, web strategy, design, digital accessibility, and a whole lot of other hosts of services across um, about 50 plus freelancers that are professional service providers in our database, from manager training to leadership and development um, to live streaming and hosting events. So if you are somebody that is looking to scale their business in 2023 responsibly and with a team that is focused on being a good long-term partner, hit us up and we will catch you later on this week. Peace.